الله على سيدنا محمد وعليه الطيبين الطاهرين This is the fourth session on spilling In previous session we talked about the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the whole creation based on combination of light and darkness which of course with further reflection it becomes clear that indeed the combination of light and darkness is not really combination of two real things it's indeed different degrees of light so it's not that darkness is something that you take it as a substance and then light and you mix them this is for our understanding so when we have perfect light so you can say there is no darkness at all mixed with that and when you have imperfect light then there is some darkness and that darkness is indeed lack of some light and this is why Allah didn't say خَلَقَ الظُّلُمَاتِ وَالنُّورِ Allah says خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَجَعَلَ الظُّلُمَاتِ وَالنُّورِ Allah created the heavens and the earth and made or put or designed light and darkness and then we said everything in this world which is created has light and Allah himself is also the light so we have a light which is infinite which is perfect a light which lacks nothing and inshallah maybe later inshallah we get more chance to talk about it but just maybe I forget so I mentioned now you know what we have in Dua Kumel, Ya Nuro Ya Qudus. Ya Nuro Ya Qudus, all light, the one who is light, or all light, and all pure. So this Qudus is very important because no other light is Qudus. Every other light is somehow limited and somehow not perfect. So it is only Allah who is Quddus and you can glorify Him. Tasbih or glorification is only for Allah. No one can be ever glorified other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyway, so we have this light which is creating and then anything else which is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we said that when it's about human beings and perhaps you know it's not only human not perhaps uh, certainly it's not only human beings also jinns have freedom as we can understand from the quran and perhaps there are other things we don't know but these two are mentioned in the quran human beings and jinns these two have free will so they can add to their light or they can lose the light and then we talked about the light which is provided for the people who want to increase the light 
through divine guidance. This is why we said that all the divine books are described in the Quran as a source of light. Kitab Munir, books which give light. And in particular, we also had this about the Quran. And then we reach this point that uh, the Prophet Muhammad wasallam is also introduced as a light. This is in Surat Ahzab. You remember we ended here. The verse number 45 and 46 of Surat Ahzab, which is chapter 33. Ya ayyuhan nabi, inna arsalnaka shahidan wa mubashiran wa nadhiran wa da'iyan ila Allah bi'idhnihi wa sirajam munira. According to this verse, the Prophet is also light. No other person in the Quran is introduced like this. It doesn't mean that other people have no light. Everyone has light, especially good people, especially prophets, they have light. But no one is introduced like this. This shows that the Prophet must be somehow exceptional. Especially if we look carefully, we find that it is not that he is only light. He is Siraj, which means light in another sense, means source of light, something that gives light. You know? So. There may be many things which have, you know, some light, but we don't use them as Siraj. Siraj is something which is from the very first day designed or created or planned to shine and to illuminate. Siraj means light in distance or latter. And again for emphasis, Allah says Siraj and Munira. Although Siraj by itself shows that it must give light. Because as we said yesterday, if it doesn't give light, it's useless. It's broken. But for emphasis, Allah says this is the Siraj which is giving light constantly. In the Dua which we are recommended to recite after Ziyarat Ali Yaseen. You are familiar with Ziyarat Ali Yaseen. Salamun ala Ali Yaseen. Assalamu alayka ya da'i Allah rabbaniyayate. Which is recommended by Imam Mahdi al-Jalallah ta'ala Fajr Sharif himself. After the recitation, there is a dua. In the beginning of dua, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by appealing to the Prophet and asking first sending salutations to the Prophet Allahumma inni as'aluka an tusalli ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam nabiyya rahmatik wa kalimata nurik it starts like this oh Allah I ask you to send salutations to your Prophet of mercy Nabiyya 
Rahmatik. The Prophet of Mercy, Muhammad Nabi Rahmatik. So one of the characteristics of our Prophet is he is the Prophet which has come as mercy, Rahmatan lil'alam, mercy for all uh, inhabitants of the world. He is the word of your light. So the Prophet is word of light. This is one of the beautiful expressions about the Prophet that we have in our sources. Word of light. So it means that the Prophet is very pure, very nice light. Of course, as far as a created light can be pure. You know, not comparable to the light of Allah. The light of Allah is perfect. The light that the Prophet has is not perfect, but it's the best possible for a creature. So, if any human being can have light, no one can have light better than this. But, again, this light, comparable to the light of Allah, is nothing. You cannot even say like a drop to ocean. Because a still drop to ocean is... You can, you know, measure the difference. Yeah? A drop to ocean, still you can measure the difference. But the difference between us and Allah is not measurable. So, this is about the light of the Prophet Muhammad Now we want to see how this light has been given to the Prophet Muhammad if you reflect on the verse 43, and inshallah later on we go back to 41 and 42. Verse 43 of the same surah, Surah Ahzab, you have it on page 4. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم هو الذي يصلي عليكم وملائكته ليخرجكم من الظلمات إلى النور He is the one means Allah who sends to you or upon you his salutations Along with his angels. So Allah is sending his salutations. And his angels are sending their salutations to you. Why? لِيُخْرَجَكُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ To take you from darknesses or different types of darkness to light. وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ الرَّحِيمًا And Allah is always merciful towards the believers. Of course, you know that Allah is merciful towards everyone, but when it comes to Rahim, it shows to the special mercy that Allah has for the believers. 
You know, I say, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So Rahman refers to the mercy which is given to everyone and every creature. And Rahim is additional mercy which is for the faithful, for the believers. Okay? So, the way and the mechanism that Allah uses as our guardian to take us from darkness to light is explained here. Remember, we said, Allahu amanu nur. How does Allah do that? How does Allah take us from darkness to the light? He provides us with guidance. And then we believe in what the prophets and divine messages have told us. So how then does Allah give us light? By sending salutations. So this is not some formal salutation. Like you know, uh, military people you know, salute you know, their you know, commanders. Or you know, when you meet you know, the king or president, you know, you salute. This is not just a formal salutation. This salutation is very real and this is a package of mercy of Allah. This type of mercy. Because, you know, the mercy of Allah is the key factor in the whole creation. I say this without exaggeration. Maybe I am wrong, but to the best of my knowledge, this is what I am saying, and I am ready to discuss about this. Whatever happens in this world, whatever comes into this world, whatever good exists, is because of the mercy of Allah. The mercy of Allah cannot be compared to anything else among his qualities. And in, the, in a paper which is published, Image of God in the Quran, we made a very detailed investigation about all the qualities of Allah in the Quran. And we found that mercy is emphasized on far beyond any other quality of Allah. About 596 or 98 cases directly relate to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even, you know, if you just, you know, remember the fact that all the chapters of the Quran start with Rahman and Rahim, except Surah Tawbah. But again, the number is equal to the number of surahs because in Surah uh, Naml, it's mentioned twice, Bismillah rahman rahim when the Hudhud, you know, talks about the letter of Sulaiman. In Surah Fatihatul Kitab, which is the opening of the Quran, it's like a preface for the Quran. A surah which is so important that there is no salat without Surah Al-Hamd. Yeah? Not only it starts with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, but again Allah says, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. 
When you have shortage of space, you have to be very specific. But for Allah, this has been so important that again he repeats, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Of course, this is direct. Otherwise, even Rabbil Alameen is because of his mercy. It's his mercy that he is our Lord. And even Malik Yawm din is because of his mercy. Everything, Ihdana Sirat Al-Mustaqim is also because of his mercy. So, nothing comes to the existence except through and because of his mercy. But here we are talking about a special type of mercy. Because there are different types of mercy. There is a type of mercy of Allah that gives us existence. There is a type of mercy of Allah that gives us, for example, intelligence. A mercy of Allah which gives us, for example, you know, money, health. There are different types of mercy. This is a special mercy to go towards light. And it is known salawat. It's called salawat. So, هو الذي يصلي عليكم وملائكته ليخرجكم من الظلمات إلى النور. So whenever you come across salawat or yusalli or sallu in the Quran, you must know that it's concerned. Uh, it's uh, about light. وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمَنِينَ رَحِيمًا And Allah is always merciful in a special way towards the believers. Okay. Inshallah, I come back to this ayah and I explain a beautiful point by Allah Metabatabai that how can we make sure that this salutation of Allah includes us? How can we qualify ourselves for, to receive this salutation so that we go to light? Because this is very important for us. We want to know how to go to light. I come back to this ayah. But as far as the Prophet is concerned, this is guaranteed. In the verse which is in the same surah and you all are Familiar with this verse, number 56, you have it on page uh, 4. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu billahi minash shaitan ar-rajim, inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Please say salawat. This is a confirmation of the fact that for the Prophet this dispatch of salawat is guaranteed. Because Allah is informing us. He says, Verily, Allah and His angels, Yusallun, in Arabic, 
When we use fi'l mudhara, the verb which is for present tense, it means continuity. Yusallun. Allah and His prophets, His angels, are constantly sending salutations to the prophet. If you put this ayah next to the previous ayah, it means that Allah and His angels send salutations, so Allah takes the prophet always towards the light. So the light of the prophet is constantly being increased. And this is why this Saraj Munir never goes off. The light is not finished. Although it can shine over centuries. And no one can also extinguish this light. As we had, يُرِيدُونَ لَيُطْفَئُونُ Allah. Even if they blow, it becomes even more shining. Those who want to attack the Prophet, those who want to demolish the reputation of the Prophet, whatever they do, in the end, he becomes more obvious. And he you know, illuminates more. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Oh, those who believe, what should you do when Allah and His angels are doing this? So you should follow them. Sallu alay. You should also send salutations to the Prophet. Shouldn't you follow Allah? Shouldn't you follow angels? Yes, of course. So when Allah and His angels are doing this, you should also do this. Sallu alay. You should send salutations to the Prophet. taslima, And you should send salam to him or you should submit yourself to him. Because taslim can mean submission and it can mean sending salam. And of course, if I get chance, inshallah later I will explain. Indeed, any salam that we offer to someone in reality must mean that I am making a peaceful relation with you. I am not disobeying you. I am not damaging you. I am not hurting you. This is the real meaning of salam. Anyway. Now you may ask me. How is it possible that I send salutation to the Prophet? If sending salutation means to send mercy and to send light. Who am I to send salutation to the Prophet? What is the answer? The answer is that indeed when we send salutation, we don't send salutations. We pray that Allah sends salutations. When I you know ask you please say salawat, you say Allahumma salla ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. You say oh Allah please send salutation to the Prophet. I ask you, you to say salawat, but you say, Oh Allah, you send salawat. Why? Because we are not able to increase the light of the Prophet. We can pray. And this is why we have in hadith that the salawat from Allah 
is Rahmah. Salawat from angels is Tazkiyah. Means to ask from Allah to purify. When angels send Salawat, it means they ask from Allah to forgive and to purify someone. And when we ask, we, we send salawat, it means dua. This is in hadith. So, if it is from God, it is rahmah, mercy. If it is from angels, it is tazkiyah, means asking for forgiveness. And if it is from human beings, it's dua. Our Sunni brothers in many books have narrated this hadith. This is in Durrul Mansur by Suyuti. It is also in Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, Sunan Abu Dawood, Sunan Tirmizi, Sunan Nasai, Sunan Ibn Majah. All major books. Someone told the Prophet, Ya Rasulallah, Amma salamu alayk. We know how to send salam to you. How can we send salutation to you? When Allah said, you know, Sallu alayhi, so he asked this question from the Prophet. Qal. The Prophet replied, Qul, tell. When you want to send salawat to me, this is the way. Allahumma salla ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad. And this is interesting that they mention all these hadiths and then they say Qala Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam. They don't mention Al. You know, it's very nice, you know, that they quote these hadiths but then they don't apply it. Allahumma salla ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad. Whenever you want to send salawat to the Prophet, you say, Oh Allah, please send your salutations to the Prophet and his Ahlul Bayt, his family. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ibrahim. In the same way that you sent your salutations to Ibrahim and his family. Innaka hamidun majid. Truly you are praised and you are glorious. Allahumma barak ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. Oh Allah, please bless Muhammad and his family. Kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ibrahim. In the same way that you blessed Ibrahim and his family. Ennaka hamidun majid. Truly you are praised and glorious. So this is the way that we are supposed to send salawat to the Prophet and his family. Of course, the shortest form is Allahumma salla ala Muhammad. This is the shortest acceptable salawat. Less than this is not accepted. You know, if you say Allahumma salla ala Muhammad, it's not enough. If you say Allahumma salla ala ala Muhammad, this is not enough. The shortest acceptable way is what we use. If you want to make it, you know, further detailed, 
So we use this one. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma barak ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. Kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. So what we do is we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send his salutations to the Prophet. Okay. So as far as the Prophet is concerned, his light will not finish. It's constantly coming from Allah. Whether we listen to Allah and send salutation or not, because Allah is doing this with his angels. But what we can do is that we can send salawat by asking Allah and in this way we do two things. When we send salawat, we do two things. One is that we help the Prophet. Every mu'min by being a good mu'min helps the Prophet. Every mu'min by being a good mu'min can reflect the light of the Prophet so that more people can benefit from the Prophet. You know, we have, alhamdulillah, 1.5, 1.6 billion Muslims. If these all Muslims, may Allah inshallah increase them, but if they all were really reflecting the light of the Prophet, so no darkness must have been left. If you have such a shining light, and everyone in every corner, in every neighborhood reflects the light of the Prophet, by being like the Prophet, then you think there would remain any darkness in the world? Any ignorance? No. So, we have the responsibility of helping the Prophet by being similar to the Prophet, of course, as much as we can. So, if you ask me, can we increase the light of the Prophet? If you want to challenge me by such a you know, difficult question, can we increase the light of the Prophet? My answer is, my humble answer is, we can be a good Muslim and then either Allah would increase the light of the Prophet or Allah would show the light of the Prophet more because of our goodness. And if we are not acting properly, then the light of Prophet would not be that much reflected. And I am sad to say that even in many cases, we ourselves become veils for the light of the Prophet. Sometimes we Muslims are the first people that cover the light of the Prophet and do not let other people see this light and benefit from this light. How? 
If I, am say, if I say I'm a Muslim, but I'm a bad person, what am I doing really? I am standing before the light of the Prophet and people. Because people look at me and through me want to see the Prophet. And I am not showing the light of the Prophet. I have blocked it. Many people in the world, they would, you know, on the day of judgment, they would say to Allah, Oh Allah, please forgive us. Because we looked at Muslims who lived in our town and we thought, okay, this must be Islam. Of course, whether this is acceptable or not is something else. But, you know, this is one excuse that many people say, we didn't see the Prophet, we didn't see, you know, pious Muslims. The people that we saw around, they were not that nice, they were not that honest. So we thought this is Islam. So sometimes we Muslims become whales for the light of the Prophet. What this situation should be is that every Muslim must be so transparent, so good, so honest, that he reflects the light of the Prophet. This is what we are supposed to be. Okay. This is one task of Salawat. That when I pray to Allah to send salawat to the Prophet and I am submissive, I am at peace with the Prophet, I obey him, then Allah helps the Prophet. The other thing is that when you send the salawat to the Prophet, Allah sends salawat to you. This is hadith from the Prophet himself. That whoever sends salawat to me, Allah would send salawat to him. So, you pray for the Prophet to receive salawat, and Allah gives him salawat and gives you. This is particularly mentioned about salawat, but we have it also in a general form about every dua. Every prayer that you pray for someone, you ask for someone something from Allah. Allah would give you and would give him, inshallah. So if I want really something, the best way is I want it for you. The chance of getting it becomes more. So if I want, for example, you know, a good... I don't know. If I want, for example, to go to Ziyarah. So the best thing is to ask Allah give you the tawfiq for Ziyarah. Then, inshallah, Allah would give me as well. But if I pray for myself, the chance is low. This is a law. This is a, you know, one of the principles. That when you pray for some people something, Allah would give you, inshallah, more. And the chance is higher. So, salawat, because of this general principle and because of a specific hadith that we have about salawat, that if you send salawat to the Prophet, Allah would send salawat to you, has this role that qualify you to receive Allah's salutation. If you receive Allah's salutation, then it takes you from darkness 
to light huwa allazi yusalli alaykum wa malaikatuhu liyukhrijakum min adh-dhulumati ila one of the group of people that receive this salutation from allah are the people who are patient those who are sabir in quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about these people in the ayah which is in surah baqarah a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem this is 155 157 a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem wala nabluwannakum bishay'in minal khawf wal ju' wa naqsin minal anwal wal anfus wa thamarat wa bashiras sabirin allah says certainly there is no doubt we will examine you we will try you and we will test you there is no way to escape how can you have a school or university without testing people even if there is no you know written or something in writing there must be oral there must be anyway there must be some assessment and indeed these are the ways to go forward we will try you and test you through fear hunger loss in money in life for example you may lose someone that is very dear to you your children your parents your brother your sister your friend may die what would be your patience wa thamarat fruits wa bashir as-sabirin then allah says give good tidings to the people who are patient alladhina idha asabathum musiba the people when calamities come to them qalu inna lillah wa inna ilayhi rajiun they say we are from allah we belong to allah inna lillah means we belong to allah and we return to him very simple if we can really grasp this simple point we all belong to allah and we all return to him so why should we worry our origin is perfect and our destination is perfect yeah inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'un ulaika alayhim salawatun min rabbihim these people who are patient who are sabir allah's salutations are for them wa rahmatun and mercy because salutation is mercy wa ulaika humul muhtadun and they are the people who have been guided now with the point that we mentioned you can understand this ayah better ulaika alayhim salawatun min rabbihim means they receive light from allah this mercy is light and because they have received light they are guided wa ulaika humul muhtadun so if some calamity happens to us if we are not patient we will be perplexed we will be confused we don't know what to do if we are patient not only we will be rewarded we will be also receiving further light and then we will be in a better position to understand what to do next 
Ulaika alayhim salawatun min rabbim. So salawat is also coming for the patient people. We have something similar in Ziyarat Ashura. In Ziyarat Ashura, one of the things that we ask from Allah is Allahumma ja'alni fi maqami hadha mimman tanaluhu minka salawatun wa rahmatun wa maghfara. Allahumma ja'alni fi maqami hadha. Oh Allah, please make me right now fi maqami hadha. Not in akhirah. Certain things we ask for akhirah. For example, يَجْعَلَنِي مَعَكُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ But this is right now. فِي مَقَامِ هَذَا In such a situation. I ask you, please, make me one of those people that receive salawatun, salutations from you. وَرَحْمَةً Rahmah is always with salawat. وَمَغْفِرَةً and forgiveness. So, whenever you do proper ziyara of Imam Hussein, you must receive light. This light is helping you for your future because then you would be in a better position to understand. And also, if there has been any problem in your past, you ask to be forgiven. So, salawatun wa rahmatun wa maghfirah. I want this light. I want mercy to be saved from mistakes in future. And I want maghfirah, forgiveness for my past. So, proper ziyara must purify us. One of the friends in Qom several years ago mentioned a story about someone and he said that another Talib who was his friend once went to the late Ayatollah Bahjat and Ayatollah Bahjat told him a light which was every day in your face is not there today. And he said, today I didn't recite Ziyarat Ashura. So, everything has its own light. Ziyarat Ashura has its own light. I cannot see it. Maybe you can see it. But for sure, whether we see it or don't see it, this light is there. This is salawat. This is the salutation from Allah which comes for this. And inshallah we will further explain this, that everything has its own light. Once a person, one of the people who was a good person and was benefiting from the spiritual instruction of Ayatollah Ansari Hamadani, he had the experience, he saw some light. And he thought, because he was not you know, experienced, he was very new to this, he thought this is the light of Allah. And he mentioned to Ayatollah Ansari he said, no, you cannot see the light of Allah. This was the light of your wuzu. You saw the light of wuzu. You know, wuzu has light. Al-wuzu on nurun. 
وزو الوزو نورون علا نور If you make wuzu, you have light. If you make wuzu on top of the wuzu that you have. You know, you have wuzu. Normally we think it may be wasted. If you have wuzu, why should I make another wuzu? But it's not wasted. This is light on top of light. Nuron ala nur. So even if you don't need to make wuzu, still you can make another wuzu. The light would be added. And... The water which is used for wuzu then is different from normal water. You know, the water comes from tap. It has no light. But when you use it for your water, for your wuzu, and it's on your face or on your hand, this is different. This wuzu is light, and this is why you have to use the same water for mass for wiping. And in early Islam. Muslims were very keen to take the drops of the water of wuzu of the Prophet. Because they had this understanding that this drop of water is now changed. It's not the same water which was there before. This is the wuzu of the Prophet. So these are, and also as you know in Risale, our ulama say, it's better not to wipe your face or hand after wuzu. Let these drops of water remain. Because these are lights. Yeah, it's not normal water. So, everything has, everything which we do it, you know, according to Islam, according to Allah, every wajib or mustahab, it has its own light. And inshallah, We will talk about this light. Now, if you could please go back to this verse from Surah Ahzab. Now we want to go to the beginning of these verses, this passage. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu udhkurullaha dhikran kathira O those who believe remember Allah a lot in abundance You may ask me, so how many times? Five times a day? Ten times a day? Zikran Kathira? How many times means Kathir? When Allah says Kathir, it doesn't mean five or ten. It means as much as you can. We have hadith that inshallah I will quote uh, for you tomorrow. I mean the next session. That Allah has fixed a limit for everything. Everything has a limit. For example, compulsory prayer, 17 rak'ah. Nawafil, 34. Fasting the months of Ramadan, 30 days. Hajj, once upon a life is wajib. Everything has a limit. But remembrance of Allah, 
no limit as much as you can yadhkurun allah qiyaman wa qu'udan wa ala junuba allah praises those people who remember him when they are standing they are lying down when they are sitting always no limit in number no limit in time no limit in space even if you are in the washroom you may feel shy to remember allah but you must feel more shy not to remember allah so we always must remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all circumstances no limit اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا وسبحوه بكرة وأسيلا and glorify him in mornings and evenings because these are two crucial parts of the day so it doesn't mean that rest of the day forget no it means that in these two crucial parts of the day the beginning of the day and the end of the day these are like pillars So specifically try to remember Allah in mornings and evenings. Huwa alladhi yusalli alaykum wa malaikatuhu. The great Allah Matabatabai makes beautiful point here. He says Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is telling us that you must remember him as much as you can. then what you would receive is his salutations and then he takes you from darkness to the light so the key to receive allah's salutations is remembrance of allah and i have a very big claim to make today very big and inshallah allah helps me to prove this inshallah I believe that every acquired light not the light that we have by birth every acquired light comes from remembrance of Allah the light of iman the light of prayer the light of fasting the light of wuzu whatever light you can imagine that we can acquire it's all from remembrance of allah even salat is significant why aqam salat le zikri establish prayer for my remembrance inna salat tanha an al fahsha'i wal munkar salat prohibits doing ugly acts bad acts But the remembrance of Allah which you achieve through Salat is greater than anything else. So inshallah I, will claim, uh, inshallah, I will argue for this big claim from the Quran and Hadith. That every light that we can achieve comes from remembrance of Allah. And this is... why we say also in dua kumail ataqarrabu ilayka bidhikrik i seek closeness to you through your remembrance and on the other hand 
every loss of light is because of forgetfulness of Allah. So it's very easy. Nothing complicated. You don't need to read hundreds of books. Try to remember Allah as much as possible and not to forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as possible. And this remembrance is special, of course, remembrance. It's not that we remember Allah and then we disobey Him. You know, hadith says, you know, you must remember Allah in everything that He has asked you, in everything that He has asked you to do or has asked you not to do. But if we try to remember Him as much as possible, it will by itself transform us. It's impossible to remember Allah and disobey Him. If we know who Allah is. How can you remember someone that you love him a lot and do something to make him unhappy? It's impossible. Even when you love someone a lot and even if you are not sure he likes or not, just if you think that he may like this, you will do it. Let alone the things that you know for sure he wants it. So, inshallah, we will talk about this light and source of light, remembrance of Allah. And inshallah, then after that, we will see what is the relation between remembrance of Allah and dua, prayer. Remembrance of Allah and contemplation, fiqr. Remembrance of Allah and glorification. So, we will talk, inshallah, about all this. But... The main thing is also we try to practice this. So, inshallah, we should try to increase our remembrance of Allah, inshallah. And I am sure he would help and support whoever remembers him. Allah says, you remember me, I remember you. It doesn't mean that if we don't remember him, he forgets us absolutely. But this remembrance is a special remembrance. If you remember him, he will remember you in a special way. And also, Allah says, "La takunu If you forget him, he will forget you in a special way. We will, inshallah, talk about it. So may Allah, inshallah, help us to remember him as much as possible, and help us not to be left to ourselves even for a moment. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين